the Speak Like a Leader training course closes this Friday, December 22nd. That means if you're listening to the Speak With People podcast today, you have just a few more days to get your registration in and start your own personalized training through the Speak Like a Leader course. This is for the everyday leader who wants to be able to stand up and speak with confidence, with clarity, and conviction. Get ready to change your public speaking and speak like a leader. Go to speakwithpeople.com slash speak like a leader today and register for your copy of the training course, Speak Like a Leader. Welcome to the Speak With People podcast. My name is Jason Rates. I'm so excited that you are joining us today. You really can breathe life into your world with your words. So every single week, we try to leave you with some encouragement. We try to challenge you. We try to inspire you with some communication tips and skills to help you and your communication be healthy. Well, today I'm very excited to be joined by a friend and an amazing guest. I would like to welcome uh, Christina Probion. Christina, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Hey, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, could you just kind of give us a little bit about who you are, what you do, your, you know, your story, your 32nd, I guess you could go a little bit longer than that. <laughs> sure. Um, so I'm Christina Probion. I am um, the, uh, I'm a realtor and I own Probion Group and we're brokered through EXP Realty currently. Um, we have uh, a partnership with uh, another agent, Patrick Booth, and we also have a few buyers agents as well. Um, we work all throughout the Tampa Bay area and we help people buy and sell homes essentially. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, in addition to that, um, I'm a mom, I homeschool, I have five kids, four of which are at home. Wow. Um, the oldest is flown the coop. He's going to be 21 this year, which is wow. totally weird. Wow. Um, but uh, yeah, so the other four that are at home, three are identical triplets and they're middle schoolers. So I have three middle schoolers, which is just insane. <laughs> and uh and then I have a eight-year-old daughter. She's the youngest of five, the only girl. And I like to say she's in charge. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you know that like real estate was like, you know, going to be your future? Yeah, no, I, I, you know, when I was young, the only thing I ever, when people ask me what I want to be when I grow up, I would say, I want to be a mom. Mm. And they'd be like, no, what do you want to do for work? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> right? you know, it was like the only thing I knew I really wanted was yep. to be a mom yep. and I've managed that now five times over. I got into real estate because in 2012, after we had the triplets, we had to buy a bigger house, obviously. And it was the first time I ever bought a house. And so um, I went through this process of buying and it was a nightmare. Mm. Like I just had a terrible experience. And I looked at my husband at the closing table and I said, you know what? I can do this. I can do this better than these people have done it. This is ridiculous how badly this went. So um, a few years went by and once my kids were in school, I got my real estate license and here I am. Wow. Look at that. Uh, so, okay. So with, with uh, real estate, so you talk with people all of the time. It's, it's kind of like the, the foundation of what you're doing. What yeah. are some, you know, things that you picked up some communication uh, you know, tips or skills or, or just, you know, even broader, some things that you've learned about communicating with people that you just never would have experienced if you wouldn't have been doing real estate. So there's two things. And I think first is 
that communicating in business, whether it's real estate or any business, it's really not that much different than communicating with a child mm. in a sense. Yeah. Um, and I, I like to make that, um, you know, comparison because it, those are the two things in my life, communicating with children and communicating it with people I'm helping buy and sell. Right. Yep. Um, but essentially you got to get on their level, right? When I'm talking to one of my kids and I'm trying to correct them on something, I get down at their eye level. Right. And I talk to them. I, I adjust my tone of voice. And especially if I'm upset, I try to like bring my tone of voice down quiet, you know, like, yep. and, um, I get on their level literally physically, but with real estate and dealing with customers, I'm getting on their level, you know, what do you, theoretically, I guess is the word I'm looking yeah. for, but, yeah. um, I'm maybe talking to them on the phone, but I'm, I'm listening to what they're not saying and trying to pick up on where they are in their level, if you will, if they're talking fast, I talk fast. If they talk slow, I talk slow. Yep. Um, it just, it try to match what they're doing and how they're feeling. Um, because then I'm able to relate with them better. Mm. Okay. So just out of curiosity, you know, some folks communicate in a negative, unhealthy way. Some folks communicate in a healthy, positive way. Uh, have you seen like a, uh, you know, a percentage of either, you know, <laughs> is the negative way below the positive, you know, is the positive Oh, it's way a good above? mix. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely a good mix. It takes all kinds, right? So um, I do occasionally get the negative people and I'll tell you, it's hard for me because I'm not a negative person at all. Mm. I like to see the silver lining in things. I'm always looking for the positive in things. And yeah. um, I mean, even on my social media, if you look at it, I never ever talk about anything really that's negative or complaining yeah. or, you know, and because ultimately, uh, you know, I believe that what you put out there, you're gonna track back. And so right. I believe that if I'm putting out positive energy that I'm gonna bring that back to me. And it also, for those negative people, um, for the most part, it can turn them around or it can be very off-putting and then they end up not working with me because I'm, you know, yep. a positive person and I don't feed into their negativity. Yep. Yeah, boy, I <laughs> I can imagine you probably have some, I won't tell you to go into them, but I can imagine <laughs> you have some stories. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's, it's just incredible. Well, that's just huge. I mean, to be able to get on, you know, someone's level, I have noticed that about your social media, you do a really great job of pulling people in and telling a story. And I just yeah. think that's, you know, so storytelling is huge in my social media because, you know, one of the things in real estate, it's a sales job, right? Ultimately. But I always tell my new agents, I'm a certified mentor for new agents. So I'm always teaching them about how, not just how to sell real estate, but how to grow their business. And the number one way to grow your business is to promote yourself on social media. So when I'm on social media and I'm talking about business, I'm not really selling houses, really. Right. I'm selling me, right? I'm selling me and what I can do for you. And so when I think about that, it's really the truth about anything in life, right? So I, I am wanting to build a, a network of no like, and trust. Mm. And you, in order for somebody to know me or like me or trust me, they've got to, I've got to be genuine. Right. Yeah. And I've got to be me and share me. So everything that I do on social media, whether I'm posting pictures of my kids or posting my latest listing, it really comes down to building that no like, and trust. Right. 
Ooh, boy, that's <laughs> that's just gold because uh, especially as we communicate, sometimes we just, you know, we think, oh, I, I'm just telling, you know, all these stories about me. You're, you just hit it. You're really not. You're you're building a relationship with them. So they go, oh, I want to work with Christina. I want to be able to, right. you know, experience that. Absolutely. Right. I love that. That's exactly it. I've been uh, listening to just tons of uh, sales trainings uh, the last year in the you know course of my new role and all of that kind of stuff. And you just hit right when it comes down to the, the storytelling. People want to be a part of a story. So with your business, what kind of stories do you bring them into you know, for them to be able to go, okay, uh, I, boy, I want to step into this? So, you know, it's interesting is that um, I, it goes back to treating, that's the second part of my communication with people is that treating the same as I would treat my child mm. is that I sell houses every day, right? So for me, the terminology, the contracts, the process, it's, I know it like the back of my hand, but most people don't buy and sell homes as, as often, right? So they don't, maybe they've done it before, but most of the time they haven't and, or it's been a really long time since they've done it. So I like to come beside them and educate them. And I like to, you know, make sure that I'm speaking in such a way that it, they understand me, right? Um, I try to explain terminology that maybe they wouldn't know, right? And right. Um, just make sure that I'm open to what they don't know. Mm -hmm. And and being aware of that is really important. Oh, that's so good. Recently, I was getting new tires and I walked into the tire shop, stood there for probably a minute. <laughs> and the system manager was over in the corner and I thought, okay, I'll give him, you know, I'll give him a minute. There's nobody else. But I was like, okay, maybe he's busy. And finally, I had to say, you know, uh, hey, you know, can I, can I ask you a question? And he, he turned around and he looked at me like, what, you know, what, what, what do you need? You know, it wasn't, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> what yeah, yeah, like you, you're bothering him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, uh, you know, I'm here as a customer. And then I just said, well, I really think I need all new tires. And he goes, well, I'll see what I can do. I'll look at it when I can. And <laughs> he communicated in such a way that I was like, that's okay. I know there's another place. You know, yeah. um, but I know you probably have trained, uh, you know, realtors who they do want to bring all that technical stuff in. They do want to mm -hmm. sometimes talk down at people or, you know, talk at them. Um, I bet you mm -hmm. really had to learn and grow in that skill of, you know, I'll, I'll just do a play on words here, speaking with people, bringing them along, uh, right. you know, along the journey. Have you seen that growth happen from when you started till now? Uh, you know, yeah. what's that been like? So, you know, um, I think one of my personal downfalls is that I, I, I lack empathy for the most part. I really do. I'm, I'm a very tough love kind of person and I get very frustrated when somebody plays a victim or doesn't, you know, get caught up with me. And I, and the other thing is I'm, I'm book smart. So I get frustrated when people aren't. And, um, yeah. so what I've had to learn in my communications is patience mm. and listening more than talking yep. um, and truly listening, not just thinking of the next thing I'm going to say, right. But truly listening um, because not everyone does have the same, you know, intelligence level or, um, and some people are much more emotional than I am. And I, for me that I get, I have to like stop myself and be patient and listen yep. to it. Yep. Um, yeah. even though no. I don't necessarily understand it or relate to it emotionally or, or yeah. 
mentally. I, I've had to learn and teach myself to just be patient and listen and be aware of their feelings, even if I'm not in that same place. Right. Oh, that's, I mean, that's just, that's incredible. We as leaders or communicators, we have to keep growing and to be able to have that self-awareness is just, is just huge. I joke with my 19 year old all the time. I mean, he, he and I are a little bit differently on the empathy scale and, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes I joke with him, you know, like your brother could be in the middle of the street, <laughs> you know, like crying for help. And you'd be like, well, you know, he shouldn't have gone in the street. <laughs> right. That's me. I'm like, hey, well, you know, you got a lesson to learn here. <laughs> Well, you did grow up on the mean streets of Livonia. So, I mean. Well, I did. Yeah. You know, and um, I think my background does play a lot into who I am as a sure. business owner and as a parent. Um, I grew up not in a good situation of mm. an abusive home, um, yeah. alcoholic parents. And um, I ran away from home when I was 17. And my, um, and I say I ran away from home, really. Uh, they beat me up for the last time and I had enough, you know, so I left. Um, but my counselor in high school always used to laugh at me. She'd say, you're the most unusual runaway I've ever met because, wow. you know, you get straight A's and you don't drink and you don't smoke. You don't swear. I don't understand, <laughs> you know, but I always say I'm, well, I'm a true rebel. I, you know, I did everything opposite of my parents. Wow. wow. <laughs> so, but what that's wow. done for me, you know, I feel like God used that in my life to really help me not just to be an overcomer, right? Yep. And to, when I'm faced with adversity now, I see it in a different way. And I, I always know that whatever I'm going through that he's gonna use for good. And um, so I feel like even in my business situations, when I see something like, when I have a deal fall apart, for example, it doesn't yep. necessarily derail me. Right. Because I'm, I know that it's there's something better out there or something better is going to come along and that everything that's happening is happening for a purpose. Yep. I'm able to see that bigger perspective. Yep. Wow. Well, wow. <laughs> that's uh, thank you. I mean, thank you for your vulnerability to go a little bit into your story and journey. I mean, that means, you know, a ton. And so many people. We do the opposite of that, right? We're handed a, a tough card, a negative card, a horrible situation, and we go, you know what? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go this way with it. And I love, I love uh, your journey and you know the way you took for it. Do you think that taught you? Because here here's my perception from afar. So I you know, I've known you from afar for I don't know three years now. I watch you on social media. You know, you sold you know you you sold a couple homes to my parents and some of my friends. And so I watched how yeah. awesome those processes went, you know, so from afar, I'm like, Christina just gets it done. You know, she's like, okay, here's what we need to do. And this is what, what needs to happen. And so is that, do you think that what you learned in your childhood and kind of growing up taught you some of that perseverance, that resilience that you have now as a business owner? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very easy to fall into the trap of um, responding in kind to other people's emotions and buying and selling a house is a very emotional process for most right. people. Right. It's the most expensive thing that you do in your lifetime typically. And so, and there's an emotion attached to money, right? Because right. whether you have it or you don't, there's emotion attached to it. And so when you're buying or selling, it's a very vulnerable time. Your, your finances are exposed, your life, the way you live is exposed. Um, and so for me, 
I feel like that resilience helps other people overcome because I'm able to sort of, I hear them when they're upset, but I also go, you know, it's going to be okay. I promise. Yeah. I got you. We're going to get you through this. Yeah. And, you know, he, I, I will share stories of other times where I've helped people get through things in similar ways. And um, we always find a way. There's always a way to overcome whatever situation that is happening typically. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, absolutely. That resilience is, has helped me better help my customers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you hit on it a little bit ago, you know, the, we it's tough to re, to receive a no right like no this isn't going to happen no it's not going to work out how have you right. learned in sales and building your business you know to take those no's and grow off of them instead of letting them you know because sales is not for everyone you know like putting yourself right. out there is a really <laughs> experience and then people are like yeah oh, no you know what have you learned so about you know the no's I read a lot of sales books and one of my favorite ones is one of the shortest ones I've ever read. It's called go for no. Mm. And, um, I absolutely love it because the whole concept is if, if you're getting no, that means you're asking, mm. right? If you don't ask, you're not going to get an answer one way or the other. So I'd rather have more no's than, than, because I can't get to a yes without getting through some no's. Right. Yeah. Um, back before I was in real estate, I was in retail management way back in the day, back when, you know, people still bought CDs and DVDs. I worked and managed a movie store, Suncoast Motion Picture Company. I don't know if you remember that. Oh yeah. Um, but I was a store manager for them for eight years. And one of the things that we had to do there was sell these frequent shopper club cards. And it was called the, I think the replay card. And, um, we had to have a certain number of sales to keep, you know, we were rated, each store was rated based on how you sold those cards. And my employees would get very frustrated because people would just say no. And so I actually started tracking, I made them keep tick marks of every time they got a no. Mm. And I said, look at our, our close rate, you know, if we get one out of 17 that says yes, we're hitting our goal. But that means that you have to hear 16 no's to get to that number 17. So if you're at number 12, I don't want to hear you complain yet because wow. <laughs> we're not to 17 yet. Right. Yeah. So I, it helped them have perspective, too, because it can feel very you know, frustrating to hear no, 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 16 times before you get to that 17th one. Right. Right. Um, right. Even so, obviously, sometimes it would take more than 17. Sure. But. The, the idea was when I calculated our goals that one in 17 gets us to our goal. So that means let's keep track of what we're doing. And it really helped everyone overcome and actually look forward to those no's because they got to tick the little sheet that they right. got a no. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like that that's the same concept in anything that you do. You're going to hear no. I, yeah. When we were in um, the COVID times here in Florida with real estate, it was insanity in the oh. real estate here. I can't even begin to tell you. I, my listings, I would get in 24 to 48 hours, I'd have 30 to 50 offers on a listing. It was insane. Wow. But from a selling point, from a listing standpoint, right? That's great. You got a lot to choose from, but when you're on the buyer's side and you're helping those buyers try to get a house and yep. every single house you're offering on, you're getting turned down because there's so much competition and you can't compete. Then that can be really disheartening. So 
you know, we found different ways to sort of navigate that and yep. whether it be, you know, helping them emotionally deal with it or finding creative solutions with their financing or, you know, different ways to get, to get over that. Um, but that's, I think where I strive, where I thrive is that I'm just, I'm really good with helping people overcome challenges mm -hmm. and finding creative solutions to them. Wow. <clears throat> wow. I love that. So you, you've done a, a quite a bit of stuff with uh, networking groups. Uh, what have you found out, you know, the benefits of being involved in that kind of community, uh, just for you personally in your business, your leadership, all that kind of stuff. Jason, I see my networking groups as my, my little marketing army, mm. <laughs> right? So I could pay for an advertisement and maybe get a phone call or I can go every week to my networking group, build relationships with these 32 people, help them know, like, and trust me. And then all of a sudden they're out telling people that yep. they need to work with me. And, and then, you know, the other thing is, um, I'm specifically, I'm in BNI, which is, um, one of the biggest networking, uh, programs in the world. Um, BNI stands for business networking international, and it really is international across all the countries. Um, but aside from that, the, the principal core value of that group is givers gain. And I love that because it says, basically, if I give my business to you, you're going to in turn want to give your business to me. Yep. And is that always the case? No, right. There's faults to everything. But, um, what I do see in that is there's value in helping other people grow their business. And in turn, they want to do the same for you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I there's there's a saying out there that goes something like give and it will come back to you. Can't remember who mm -hmm. said that. Maybe it was Jesus, but um, <laughs> but it isn't it crazy just that principle really does exist. You know, the more that right. I'm focused on helping others, it, it boy, it's something else how, you know, mm -hmm. without even other people knowing I'm I'm being helped. And so right. it, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just incredible. So you not only are part of BNI though, you, you decided, okay, Hey, I'm going to help lead this thing. What, what has that been like, you know, leading a group of professionals? What lessons have you learned from that? Oh, it's been challenging to say the least. Yeah. Um, so they, about three months into my membership with, um, this particular chapter, they asked me to be their president for the next term. And so I'm now in my 11th month. Next month is my last month of my term. Thank goodness. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I have, I've learned that, um, boy, it takes all kinds, right? And there are different personalities that maybe I don't necessarily see eye to eye with, but at the end of the day, we're all just business people and we're all trying to grow our own businesses in our own ways. And, um, it, it truly does take all kinds to make the world turn. So yep. where something, maybe somebody's personality style doesn't match mine. And that frustrates me sometimes, but they're reaching people that I wouldn't normally reach. Right. Right. Because their personality style reaches right. those people and mine doesn't. So I really have to look at it from that perspective mm -hmm. and um, just know that relationships take time, right? And so when you're in a networking group too, you're not going to necessarily gain people's like and trust right away. It takes time. Yeah. And um, the longer and more consistent you are with it, the more people trust you and value what you do. So 
um, consistency is just a huge piece there. And so um, I think that's, I overall, that's what I've learned is just consistency and, and being patient with personality styles that don't necessarily jive with mine. Yeah. Yeah. And that's true. I mean, so true of life, right? Like, because we're always going to, you know, not everyone has the same makeup and communication style and personality, and we get to decide, are we going to push them away and block them out? Or are we going to say, Hey, like you bring something valuable to the table. I can still learn from you. We may not be best friends, <laughs> you know, right. but, um, yeah, we all have kind of a different way of, uh, of looking at this. Uh, well, that's incredible. So one term, like, that's it. Like, can you do another one? Can you like do a campaign to say, you know, bring me in again? <laughs> Uh, oh, absolutely. I'm sure they would gladly give it to me again, but I'm, I cannot. <laughs> it's a lot of, it's not just a lot of work. Um, it is a lot of work, but I, the work doesn't bother me so much as the, um, the mental capacity that I have to give in order yeah. to be in that leadership role. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. And yeah. then, you know, you combine that with all the other leadership roles that I'm, I'm dealing with and it just becomes a little bit too much to continue on a, yeah. you know, consistent basis, but I, not to say I wouldn't do it again, but I definitely am looking forward to my term ending. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. No, that's amazing. You've been able to do that. Well, you invited me one and I was blown away just with how, precise, how organized, you know, I've been to lots of chamber events and this and that and this, and, you know, I went to BNI and I was like, okay, we're not playing like we're, no. and what I loved was that, especially as a, from a communicator standpoint, people had to be ready to share their 30 seconds. You know, what, mm -hmm. what is your ideal client or what do you offer? And so many people, they just can't do that. They just, mm -hmm. they go on and on and here and here. And so, you know, I was like, wow, this is, this is great. So <laughs> I loved it. Okay. A couple more questions. We're coming to the end. Uh, what advice would you give to young uh, leaders, you know, when it comes to them communicating, if you could go back in time, you know, to the younger version of you or the younger leaders that you, you know, work with, what advice do you give them, uh, you know, in order to communicate in healthy, effective ways? Well, I think we've, we've touched on quite a bit of already, you know, be yeah. genuine, be positive and be a good listener. Yes. First and foremost, match people in what they're, saying and doing. But I think one other thing that we haven't touched on is knowing when to admit that you're wrong um, and being able to admit that you're wrong, especially in the beginning when you're just learning a new trade, you're going to make mistakes and it's okay to say, I don't know. It's much better to say, I don't know. I'll find out than it is to give somebody the wrong information. Yeah. And if you do give them the wrong information, be able to say that you were wrong and apologize. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. I think that's true of anything, not just business, but in relationships as well, you know, being able to just say, Hey, you know, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that that way. I was wrong. I'm sorry. Um, I, I am adamant about doing that even with my children hmm. because, because I have so much on my plate, Jason, sometimes, you know, things get frustrating or emotional and I yep. might get raise my voice when I shouldn't, you know, yep. and then I catch myself and I, have to go to my child, my little eight-year-old child and say, Hey, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have raised my voice with you. Yep. Um, let's try something different, you know? Yeah. Um, but when I was younger, I, I didn't have the ability to do that. I don't think I, I've mm. learned that as I've gotten older. Um, and it's, it's never easy, but it always feels so much better when you do it. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Okay. So last question, five kids, you know, triplets, 
Yeah. You know, uh, you talked about in the very beginning, you know, just being able to communicate on their level, you know, is Mm -hmm. there anything else that, especially, you know, for, for people with bigger families, any communication tips you've learned that's just kind of helped you guys, you know, flow a little bit better. (laughs) So one thing that I learned, um, with my oldest son is not to use the word, but Mm. anytime you use the word, but it totally negates anything you say before that word. So, you know, you did a great job, but you need to improve this. As soon as you say, but they don't hear what you did good. They only hear everything after the, but. So what we've done is we've made a point of not using that in our house and we use, and instead you did a great job. And Mm. next time, if you did this, it would be even better. And it changes. It really does. It changes the, the, the way that they see that criticism, yep. they don't see it as criticism so much as coaching. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. That's good. I, I know you guys probably have had like every interaction in the world when it comes to your triplets, you know, as you guys are walking together <laughs> in the mall or things like that. Um, maybe one of the misconceptions, if you tell one of them, they all know that's, that probably doesn't happen. <laughs> that's true that is true um we get a lot of attention everywhere we go so not only do i have triplets but they are identical they have red hair they're (laughs) cute they're sweet and they're funny they have their own instagram page uh and i don't follow it jason but they're hysterical oh they're um yeah they're hysterical so um anyhow when we go out we we tend to have a sense of humor about some of the things because we get a lot of questions. So I always have a funny answer for those questions. Right. Um, So the funniest thing I think is when people go, um, wow, are are those three twins? Well, three (laughs) twins would probably be six kids, but um, they're triplets. And uh, they'll say something like, wow, are they all yours? I'm like, no, it was buy two, get one free. I don't know where that one came from. You know, stuff like that. I get all the time. And, you know, you just have to have a sense of humor. It could be very easy time after time after time when people ask you questions just to get frustrated and be like, oh, yeah, my hands are full. I get it. Right. Yep. Absolutely. (laughs) You've got your hands full. Yes, I do. Thank you. You hold the door. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Right. Um, But you just, the people that are saying those things don't necessarily know that they're the 5,000th person that has said it to us. And so, you know, yeah. we just have, we have taught the kids to really come at it with just a sense of humor and, um, politeness as much yeah. as best as we can, yep. you know? Yep. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. Well, that's good. Okay. Before I let you go and you've given us just such, I mean, such great wisdom, such great gold, couple rapid fire questions. I didn't, I didn't give you these ahead of time, so they gotta be fresh. So, okay. you know, they're just, they're just ready. But, um, is there, you talked about reading some sales books earlier. Is there one that sticks out that you would go, Oh my goodness, you have to, I mean, I know you, you gave us go for no. Is there another one that you're like, mm, this book, grab this one. Yeah. So from a real estate perspective, Ninja selling has been great for me. Um, I really, really like it because it, it's all about building relationships and not using, not paying for advertising, but building relationships in your community. Um, so I really like that. And then, um, uh, gosh, the, I can't, I can't think of the name of the book. I've read it like three times and for the life of me, I can't think of the name of it. It will come to you tonight at 11. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. It's Jack Canfield is the author. And, um, 
and he writes a book. He used to, he was the guy who wrote like Chicken Soup for the Soul, oh, but he wrote right. a whole book, and it's like um, sixty-two important rules for you know life and, and success. Um, yeah. And I can't success principles. That's what it's called. The success principles by Jack Canfield. And I've read that three times and I love it because I just, it's my copy of my book is so worn, you know, like (laughs) I can literally flip to it and see where I've highlighted and underlined. And, you know, it just talks about setting goals and, and being positive and, you know, all those things that we've talked about. Do you have a Mm -hmm. favorite guilty pleasure TV show right now? One that's just like, oof, love this TV show. Uh, well, I do. Um, Outlander is my uh, probably one of my favorite. And I think love because Outlander. I'm such a history buff, yes. I love history in it. Yep. I love immersing myself in that, yep. you know, 200 years ago, that yep. time. Um, and just imagining myself living in those times when it was, I don't know, simpler in some ways, right? Harder yep. in others. But um, I, I love history. And so I really like that show I love that. a lot. Every time Jamie and Claire like go there, like Jamie's got to go. I'm like, don't separate, stay together. <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> right. Then lastly, uh, favorite Tampa restaurant, Tampa area, you know, that's only like in this area that you, you just love to go to. Mystic fish. hundred percent. Yeah. It's, um, this little restaurant over on Tampa road in Palm Harbor. And, um, we had our wedding reception there and yes. we try to go back every year on our anniversary and yep. it's just the best food. The goat cheese spring rolls are the bomb. <laughs> the it. duck is so good. I, I can't it. even begin to tell you that place is the best. Love it. Mr. Fish. Love it. Okay. Okay. So before I let you go, can you just tell us, you know, where's the best place to find you online? You know, any, any resources that way? So the easiest way is my link tree. So, okay. um, you know, linktr.ee slash probion group. Um, I'm also would love for people to find me on YouTube. Uh, probion group just had, uh, we just started a channel and we're really starting to focus on, um, touring new construction and, um, promoting different builders and growing areas in the, in the, in the area. Um, so we'd love for you guys to go on there, uh, and, view our YouTube channel and check out those videos because we've got a lot of good content and we're adding to it weekly. So awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again. I mean, this was incredible. Appreciate you just pouring out your, your heart and uh, your wisdom on uh, so many of these things. And I know this is going to be a giant help to many of our listeners and for our listeners, we'll put all of these links and, um, into the show notes. So you have uh, everything that Christina talked about. So thank you again, Christina. Thank you for having me, Jason. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Well, and thank you, Speak With People community. Really appreciate you all being a part of this podcast. Just a reminder, are you a part of the Speak With People community group? Just head to Facebook, type in Speak With People community group. This is an easy way to invest in your communication skills. We post articles and uh, podcasts, and we do questionnaires, and we have lots of different ideas that we toss around. So go ahead and check that out and be a part of it. Thank you again for being a part of the Speak With People community. If this podcast uh, challenged you, encouraged you, inspired you, we'd love for you to go ahead and share it with someone or give us a review. Uh, Go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Thank you again. And we just appreciate your time today. We'll see you next week.